come next to you. Oh, well, how many people will be waking up New England Patriots next year? And across the league, there are a lot of coaches that you can argue that are coaching and fighting for their job. But there's also the awards to be handed out as well. And, Rich, let's start with this here on WEI Football Sunday, final hour here. Um, Who is the NFL Coach of the Year? Uh, This has gone kind of back and forth because there's been a lot of really good um, candidates. And I would say if Detroit gets into the playoffs somehow, I would go Dan Campbell. But there's better chance that they don't make it. So I'm actually going to go with Brian Dable of the Giants. Wow, I yeah. know they got yeah, into yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. And and look, in in terms of just the I guess we can just kind of narrow down to the who are the who are the short list candidates. I think the top 3 coaches in the AFC that are connected to Kansas City, Buffalo and Cincinnati, they don't have a chance in hell. No, in my opinion. they were just yeah, they were chalk. So you'll have Doug Peterson with Jacksonville. Because they went yes. on a heater and won a division. 100% should be up there. And then after that, I don't think uh, of Chargers, Baltimore, New England, Miami, Pittsburgh, none of those. Like, I guess if Pittsburgh gets in, maybe you could give Tomlin. Yeah, no, I mean, if because or... they only vote for one person. Right. It's, not, it's not like, you know, the uh, baseball not... MVP where you have 10. If you had 10, I think Tomlin would be on a lot of them or five or whatever. But, yeah, if you only have one, I don't think you're going to go So, Tomlin. really, in the AFC, it kind of feels like it's Peterson yep. and then nobody else. Yeah, because Whereas... Mike McDaniel looked like a guy through 11 weeks, yeah. and now they're talking about firing him. So. Right, now, what about Nick Sirianni? I think he should get a lot of, especially if they win today and they finish the year fourteen and three. Do they need number the number one seed. one seed for him to win it? Yes. Okay. I'm yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Because for a while they were undefeated, and you're like, mm-hmm. that was his best chance. Because they were, he was good last year. They were nine and seven, made the playoffs. But this is a jump forward, and it felt like he and Jalen Hurts. When Jalen Hurts went down and missed those two games, they both lost the awards. I know we're going to get to MVP, but Hurts probably was going to win MVP. You miss a couple of games. That's tough when they're so competitive at the top. And Sirianni probably needed to go like 15 and two or certainly 16 and one. And then I think they would have given it to him despite some of those other coaches taking uh, less talented rosters and getting him to 500 or just above 500. So Sirianni will probably still get a couple of votes assuming they win the NFC. Uh, But I don't think he's going to win it. If San Francisco gets the number one seed, does Kyle Shanahan become a real candidate, or did it all happen too late, even though it is with Brock Purdy? Yeah, he's a candidate to me. He's probably, again, below those those other guys because they still are – like, their quarterback got hurt, so that's sort of like, oh, they're doing it with a backup quarterback, but they're still pretty loaded around The there. McCaffrey trade that you brought up yes. 10 minutes ago yes. kind of works against Shanahan a little bit. I think bit, it does. Think. Now, they have – you know, they've had injuries. They've had other guys in and out of the lineup, too. But yeah, you look at those those you know, I don't think anybody I certainly didn't expect them to win 13 games this year and that's what they could do today. So I think he'll be in consideration. Uh it feels like Kevin O'Connell the ship might have sailed a little bit. Yeah, no. Won a lot of close games, did it on offense. Probably okay, not. good job, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be like a top 3 I would think. And then there's really like you mentioned Dayball with the Giants. I wonder if some of the steam has been taken out of the Giants a little bit. Like, you really should look at where they were versus where they are now. That's kind of the Doug Peterson case. No, I So, to me, in, in the, their quarterback is everybody was like, he stinks after the last two years. And the fact that 
Brian Dayball is one win away from as many wins as Joe Judge had in two seasons no, with point. the Giants. <clears throat> I would, right now, I'd give it to Dayball because they wrapped up a playoff spot. They even did it with a week to spare. So to me, he's the guy. And then it's the it's the uh, two of the coaches that are fighting for this final playoff spot: the Pete Carroll Seahawks or the Dan Campbell Lions. Right. Like I think the, if either one of those teams makes the playoffs, we thought both of them would be fighting for the number one pick. Yep. And they're both fighting for a playoff spot. So who's got a better case between Pete and Campbell? Well, whoever gets in now, if they if neither one of them gets in, say the Packers get that spot, then I think Campbell gets a little bit better, right? They'd finish with a similar okay. record. I thought the Lions were even worse than the Seahawks, but <clears throat> not by much. No, like not by much. I thought the Seahawks were going to trade Metcalf and Lockett and just bought them out, but instead, uh, Pete Carroll and Geno Smith found a way to win a bunch of games. Well, I do wonder about Seattle. Like, is there a better chance? Say they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Is there a better chance that Pete Carroll wins Coach of the Year or that Geno Smith wins Comeback Player of the Year if Seattle goes to the playoffs? Because the one thing about Seattle right. that we also didn't expect is that Geno Smith would be at least a half-functioning NFL quarterback. Yeah, no, he has to be comeback. Although, is a comeback player usually from, like, injury? Or how do you – because, like, what would Trevor Lawrence be? Is that, like – most improved? Is that even an award? I don't oh, know. Because like you look at what Trevor Lawrence oh, did his on, first man. year to what he did this year. I got I the. Know. I got a list. Of, I don't even know if that is an award. I know it's a NBA award. So I know that in the NFL, like I'm looking at the, uh, the they called it the NFL Honors 2022 Award winners, but it was connected to last year. Okay. So we know there's an MVP. They did Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Offensive rookie, defensive rookie, comeback player of the year. It was Joe Burrow last year. Oh, yeah. So, so I guess you don't necessarily because again he was he was hurt. Right. But still, yeah. like to be like, oh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year doesn't count. There is actually there's actually assistant coach of the year. Well, a couple of candidates here in Foxborough. (laughs) (laughs) They also did like a fantasy player of the year. And again, this is just the NFL awards. Oh, apparently they also do celebration of the year, Keith, and moment of the year as well. Ooh, I like those. There's no way moment of the year isn't DeMar Hamlin. Uh, Yeah. Considering they saved his life on the field and they'll roll out the Bills trainer as they should and all that. What was the celebration of the year? I think back to the best celebrations. That's a good one. I don't. Jump into the Salvation Army bucket, maybe. Well, that was a couple years ago, wasn't it? Well, they did that once. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I maybe think Kelsey was... did it on uh, Kansas City. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But he's maybe following was, Dak. So. Maybe it was uh, Kayvon Thibodeau doing his dance while <laughs> <laughs> while Sam Darnold was hurt, or not Sam Darnold while what's Sam Ellinger was while hurt. Sam Ellinger yeah. was hurt. Maybe that's what it was. Oh, uh, that could be uh, that could be something. So we've hit the coaches yep. MVP. It feels kind of easy. Yeah, I it's think either Mahomes point, or Hurts at this point. It feels like, doesn't think, it? Yeah, and I think the two missed games is gonna, for lack of a better word, hurt Hurts. I think it's Mahomes is now. I kind of think so too, especially with them being the number one seed. Because again, that was up for debate, right? The number one seed, and all three of those guys, Burrow, Josh Allen, and Mahomes, all three of them were candidates for for it. An easy tiebreaker is who has the best record, and I know that's getting sort of thrown out of whack a little bit, but. Mahomes just finished the year. He's over 5,000 yards passing. He's at 41 touchdowns, just to 12 picks. Uh, yeah, an insane season for Mahomes. So I would go Mahomes one. I think Jalen Hurts is going to play today, right? So if Supposed Hurts, to, yeah. So if Hurts can kind of pad his stats a little bit more, get in the end zone a couple of times, I think he could make a case and jump up to second. But 
when it's that competitive with that many really good quarterbacks, missing two games can be pretty significant. By the way, I just saw a, a link from uh, a couple days before Christmas from Tom Pelissero where he sort of did a poll on NFL executives and where they would vote. And Mahomes was uh, easily, yeah. according to that little deal, outdistanced Jalen Hurts, although they do offensive player of the year. All right. Now that is wide open for anybody, anywhere. I know you got Josh Jacobs, who's had a hell of a year at running back. You have the wide, the various wide receivers, whether it's Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, guys who had those great individual years. But does Offensive Player of the Year almost come the, oh, well, like Jalen had a great year and we need to recognize it. So even though he didn't win the MVP, maybe we can make him Offensive Player of the Year. Does he have yeah. the kind of year that would bump a highly productive wide receiver like Justin Jefferson off the board for something like that. Yeah, I think that's possible. I think Jalen Hurts, that would be an interesting way of using it. You know, sort of a little bit more of a mobile quarterback where you kind of add in all those rushing stats because Justin Jefferson, and he's got another game to add to it, he's had a great, great season. I mean, he's had 124 catches, 1,700 yards. He has eight touchdowns. So he's going to fly over 1,800 yards, maybe grab another touchdown. Tyreek Hill, I think, was going to run away with that. But then after the two injury, it's kind of really fallen off. Mm-hmm. I think for a skill position guy to really get it, or a, a running back receiver, I mean, 2,000 yards seems to be like the number. Well, that, that was what Cup got last Cooper year. Cooper Cup yeah. or like Derrick Henry. Like it has to be something like that because Henry had a good year too and he had a bunch of touchdowns. But no, I like your thought of Jalen Hurts maybe winning that award and at least acknowledging what kind of a season he had. Okay, defensive player of the year. Now, at one point in time, Matt Judon was in the running for this. Uh, you know, we've heard about guys like Miles Garrett, although his team wasn't great. Uh, Quinton Williams from the Jets has been devastating mm-hmm. this year, but again, it's the Jets. Um, Micah Parsons has been a name. That's I always rumbled. like Micah Parsons, but I also think that uh, Nick Bosa is the Nick guy Bosa. who gets a lot of run. Yeah, and I think, again, when you look at the Niners and you're like, all right, how do they have so much success? You're kind of rewarding the team as well. The defense is really good. Uh, he is he still leading the league in sacks? I believe he has 17 and a half sacks. Yeah. So I, I think Nick Bosa is going to end up winning. Judon, though, I think his name is in the mix. Like, I don't think he's going to get a ton of votes. Top get, five? Yeah, I would think so. I would think you, so, too. Wouldn't you say Bosa, uh, Parsons? Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Like, Max Crosby had a good year. Uh, maybe one of the guys from the Eagles. But, no, probably, probably Nick Bosa. I mean, Nick Bosa is going to win, but. You're not going to go too many names before you get to Matt Judon. I would agree, and I would like to think that the voters would look at, hey, how has New England even yeah. ended up with a possibility to win today and make mm-hmm. the playoffs? Is because of the defense. He's the best player on the defense, yeah. so by proxy, kind of, uh, there you go. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Is it really Garrett Wilson and no one else? Like, I know Chris Olave's had yeah. a nice run. Damian Pierce got hurt. Normally, if you get hurt and you don't finish the season, people could kind of take it away from you. Yeah, because at one point, to me, it really looked like Brees Hall was going to win, and then he got hurt with the Jets, and he missed, obviously, way too many games. Damian Pierce was looking really good. And Kenneth he Walker in Seattle. It might end up being Kenneth Walker. I feel like he's had the most production out of all those guys. You mentioned Garrett Wilson. Kenny Pickett got in there too late. Too late. Because they would probably want to give it to a quarterback. Brock Purdy. Like, they, if Purdy and Pickett both played a little bit more, Ooh. it's probably too small of a sample. And so you might have to go with Garrett Wilson. But I think Kenneth Walker is probably going to be the guy. Because I know Alave was good. And then um, Christian Watson, the the 
the guy so with the Packers. If, so if Green Bay makes the playoffs and Watson maybe sniff. catches two touchdowns, yeah. maybe he could steal it at the end. But, but did it, Walker have a thousand yard season? Let me double check because if he did, uh, oh, actually, he has a chance to do it today. He's at nine thirty six. Okay, and he missed a couple of games. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they, that'd be an easier one. Bunch of touchdowns, too, and on a team that is right up until the end trying to get into the playoffs. That's where it feels like, yeah, unless your numbers are just blowing doors, sort of like a Randy Moss type year, and then again, they won a yeah. bunch of games yeah. that year. But you're right, it's probably connected into winning a little bit. Uh, I'm not even going to ask about defensive uh, rookie of the year. It's Sauce Gardner Sauce. and no one yeah, else. Absolutely. And by the way, when they did this little ditty on NFL Network, uh, I think it was 23 total votes in each category, like 23 okay. people who had votes, and uh, Sauce Garner got 18 of them. So. Yep, that sounds about right. The only other people that uh, got thrown in was uh, Seahawks corner Tyreek Woolen, who had five votes. Okay. He was drafted 153 wow. overall, so good. there's at least a little bit of that. And then, of course, Coach of the Year. I know we don't care about this. Executive of the year? Does it really matter? Like, is it automatically how he rose? I listen, I think oh. Trent Balky in Jacksonville's a boob. But you know, part of the reason they won that game yesterday is because two of the guys on offense that they signed, yeah. Evan Ingram and uh Christian Kirk and Kirk. He's had a good year, Kirk actually. Kirk has had a Everybody great made fun year. Of him, but I gotta give contract. him credit. It was a weird contract. But, but the uh, Evan Ingram year, yeah. over seventy catches from that guy? Yeah, he's he's a beast. Yeah, that's a good one. And because he hired the coach, right? So he, he, he got the right coach too. in got there the right guy and in the there. players. Because John Lynch really just got, you know, He's just McCaffrey giving away picks and then in whatever. Doing his thing. But yeah. And they kind of fell into it with Brock Purdy because a lot of yeah. people thought, oh, Brock Purdy, here goes San Francisco sliding down the ladder. Well, they, everybody thought they were going to try to get Baker Mayfield. Right. And then the Rams were like, we'll take him. We'll take him for the rest of the year and play spoiler. And now he's running the coach off. Well, because, well, and again, you know, we talk about coaches and I know we have games to get to, but you've got a lot of open situations. Denver's already open. Indianapolis doesn't have their guy long-term. We don't know what's going to happen in Houston. Is Sean McVay really going to walk away from the Rams? Is uh, Kingsbury staying in Arizona? And we know there will be a surprise firing. And I wonder where that could be coming from. We've got all of that and the games that really matter in week 18 of the NFL coming up. But for one final time here on this WEI Football Sunday, here's Jackson ready to trend. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEI. Here's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. The NFL owners have voted for the proposed changes to the playoffs. That includes a possible AFC title game on a neutral site. And the Chiefs beat the Raiders last night, wrapped up the number one seed. So if the Chiefs draw any team besides the Bills, the game will be played in Kansas City. And the uh, uh, Buffalo Bills quarterback, DeMar Hamlin, is awake and talking to his teammates and feeling a lot better. And they say there's, there's no uh, brain damage. That is excellent news. Patriots had the full 53-man roster at practice Friday. We're going to see Marcus Jones and Devontae Parker make a return to the field. The Bruins had two goals from David Pasternak as they sunk the Sharks 4-2, and they faced the Ducks tonight at 8.30. And the Celtics beat the Spurs 121-116 last night. Jason Tatum had 34 points. They will meet the Chicago Bulls tomorrow at 7.30. I'm Jackson Burns. That's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. The games, the ramifications, who's playing and coaching for their jobs. Keith and I will get into all that next on WEEI Football Sunday. 
more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. I feel like on this side. Hey, we got your pregame for the Saints and the Panthers uh-huh. coming up here in a couple minutes here on Hillbilly Radio. Uh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy! Do uh, there could be a lot of coaching movement coming out of of this weekend in the NFL? So let's try to kind of weave in and out of some of the games and some of the questions that'll be out there. Um, at one o'clock, Tampa Tom and the Buccaneers are going to take on the Falcons. The Falcons, Keith, are 6-10. and 10. I know at one point in time I'd said, oh, that Arthur Smith, maybe he's a guy who could get punted. Well, if Atlanta loses today, they're 6-11 and 11 and might have as high as the sixth pick in the draft. Yeah. Is that the head coach to stay there in Atlanta to kind of pick the new guy and then go from there? I think he probably stays. I mean, he had Marcus Mariota, and then they turned over to Desmond Ritter there. So he went seven and ten his first year. He's either going to go seven and ten or six and eleven in his second year. They probably give him a third year. I would think Don't so. You think? Yeah, I think he's probably safe. Because what, what were the expectations for Atlanta? They weren't supposed uh, to win a lot of no. games. And the fact that Tampa kind of came back down, well, yeah. crashed back down to earth from a record standpoint, yeah. allowed Atlanta to be in it with a little bit of false hope. Right, right. Versus, hey, they're doing something really well. Uh, we know the Patriots are going to take on the Bills at 1 o'clock. The Vikings will take on the Bears at 1 o'clock. I don't think there's any sort of seismic shifts there. Really, it's more... Does Justin Jefferson have the kind of day that gets him an individual award at the end of the year? Well, and I also think, yeah, I mean, Kevin O'Connell, like everybody can be like, ah, oh, they're a fraud, 12-win teams. Oh, they're a 12-win team. So Kevin O'Connell's obviously fine. And then Good point. Matt Eberflus. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, it's his first year also. So, you know, they didn't win a lot of games, but at least they know that Justin Fields is their quarterback going forward. So they were able to showcase him a little bit. So I think that's going to be – certainly keeping him around quick aside on Minnesota I know they won more games than Mike Zimmer but a lot of us look at it and be like okay great so they might win a playoff game and then lose in the divisional round hoopy do mm-hmm. how does that team find a way to get over the hump because it feels like they bump into the divisional round glass ceiling Really, ever since Kirk Cousins has kind of got there. Well, so their last three years, their defense has been trash. And so for two years, it's under Zimmer, so it's inexcusable. Right. Now it's under O'Connell, so I would think you need to figure out defense. Load up on D. Personnel, coordinator, whatever, because their offense is, is good. Now, maybe it should be even better based on who they have. Jefferson, Thielen, Hawkinson, Cook, although there's a lot of stuff out there that Thielen might be gassed. There's all these stats on him, and he doesn't really get open anymore. So maybe he's cooked, but whatever. You have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins. They should maybe score more than they do, but their defense, I think, is second to last in the league in both points and yards. Like, how do you win 12 games with that bad of a defense? You win pretty, a lot of close games. Yeah, you do, and they've won all the close yeah, games pretty much. this year. So that, that, to me, Kevin O'Connell's back, and it's just how do you improve the defense? Is... Lamar Jackson, who is not playing today for the Ravens, taking on the Bengals. But what is the fate of Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, considering I think this game that he would miss would be his fifth or sixth in a row? It's crazy, isn't it? So they are a playoff team. And so if he plays in the playoff game, 
is that going to really swing whether or not they give him $150 million, $200 million? So. Like if he lights it up, what if he has a great playoff run? Or what if he, you know, he upsets Cincinnati or something in the first round and loses in the second but not his fault? Like what's the backup play? Like every team that decides to move on from, in particular, a first-round pick quarterback, whoever it is, whether it's a former MVP or, or whatever, that's a huge investment on your team. You need to make another huge investment with the money. Who are they going to bring in if it's not Lamar Jackson? Their whole offense is designed around Lamar Jackson. So I think ultimately he stays there. Like I think they're on a franchise tag. I think I think they might initially franchise him, but then before the season starts, they got to work reach out, out some sort of a deal. Very interesting. Because think of like what Russell Wilson got, Deshaun Watson got, what Kyler Murray got. Wouldn't you rather have Lamar Jackson than any of those guys right now? Now, maybe huh. that's not the way you negotiate. Maybe they're like, well, no, we don't want those guys. Right. But, like, look at the money they got. Russell Wilson, I would have given him the money ahead of time, but then he turned into a pumpkin. Kyler Murray, they're already worried about his study habits. And then Deshaun Watson just hadn't played in a year. So, I mean, Lamar might be the best bet out of the four of them. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if, uh, say, Lamar isn't in the free agent pool, right? And okay. the Baltimore just says... We know we got to rip the Band-Aid off and go in a different direction. I'm just trying to think of some of the quarterbacks that would be available in free agency, oh, and there's no one like him. So you'd have to get rid of probably your offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. Or you make a blockbuster move to try to move up as high as you can in the draft or whatever to mm-hmm. be able to get somebody that you think could come in and play like a Lamar Jackson and just Tough. sort of start it all over again. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky spot. How about this? Texans, Colts. That's a 1 o'clock battle, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Maybe two new coaches next year. That's what I'm thinking is. So do you think they give it to Jeff Saturday, and is it just fait accompli that Lovey Smith will get a check to leave? Uh yeah. When they hired Lovey Smith, it was like, this won't last long. And then this year, when they got rid of Frank Reich and they brought in Jeff Saturday, like, this really won't last long. And so they got that first win, and then I think they've lost every game since. It's insane. Yeah, they, it, was, it, was, it was ridiculous that they even brought him in. They were just saving some money, and it's Ursay's buddy. And so they'll have to hire a real NFL head coach next year. And... Same thing with Houston. They're going to have to figure something out. So at least Houston, we know, is all but locked into the number one pick. They yeah. just got to do the Lord's work today and lose. Mm-hmm. So even if Indianapolis bumps up a little bit, they're still probably going to have a top seven pick in the draft. And do you try to match a quarterback with a coach? Or do you go free agency again? Yeah. Like It feels like Indianapolis might be just outside of... Maybe Will Levis from Kentucky might be there, but mm. you know the top two guys are probably going to go off the board. And then it's, well, do we go with a fourth straight year of another veteran quarterback and try to match it, or do we go young and sort of suck it up? Yeah. That's that's a tough spot for, uh, for the mm-hmm. Colts. Jets and the Dolphins. So Jets are at the Dolphins. It feels like there's a couple of things on the Jets' side. It feels like Zach Wilson's going to be back. Now, whether he is just handed the starting role is another story. No chance. And I guess Robert Sala stays? I think so. I think they've done enough this year. He's a defensive guy. The defense is good. I don't know how many coaches would get a lot out of Zach Wilson. Not not a perfect marriage, right, taking a defensive guy and no, having with Zach Wilson. But, but I we've also learned that Zach Wilson uh, ain't it. No. And, you know, you got Mike White, Joe Flacco. Like, none of those guys are really uh-huh. it. So, I think Sala did probably a little bit better considering the circumstances is in a pretty good division and is, you know, I know they're eliminated right now, but they have a chance to what get to eight and nine. If they win today, 
That's where Garoppolo, it feels like, might end up because of the solid San Francisco connection. Yeah, 100%. And you you know you have a good receiver. You drafted well with Garrett Wilson. Mm -hmm. If you can get Brees Hall healthy back, you've got a good running back. The the defense is good. You've got a number one corner. Add more O-linemen. Get Becton back off injury. Hope he can still play. Get a serviceable quarterback and then go from there. Uh, The interesting one is Miami. uh, Now, there we go. I I like McDaniel. And I know, you know, against the Patriots, you saw he's not perfect. And the team kind of has fallen off. But then again, how many games would anybody win with Skylar Thompson? Or even, you know, Teddy Bridgewater or banged up Tua and he's in and out of the lineup all season. They started the year eight and three. They've now lost five in a row. They lose today. Not only are they out of the playoffs, but they're eight and nine. There's rumblings that they're going to get rid of the whole staff, but I feel like they would only do that in that Sean Payton, Tom Brady scenario. Right. If you're not getting either or both of those guys, I think Mike McDaniel should get a second year. I think the one thing that might work against Mike McDaniel in a way that no one would have thought about is that the guy that he left, Kyle Shanahan, is winning with Brock Purdy. And like you said, who's going to win with Skylar Thompson? A lot of us would have said, who the hell is going to win with Brock Purdy? Now, San Francisco is a better overall roster than Miami, to be fair. But the fact that they started out hot, like there are a lot of things, unfortunately, from Mike McDaniel that feel like they might be working against him. The hot start, now you're kind of slowing down. But also, you show up to an organization where... You know, the league is investigating the owner for tampering because he didn't want you. He wants somebody else. He wanted a different quarterback. Uh, Brian Flores is suggesting that they were trying to throw games or he was asked to throw games. Like, that was a rough spot to go into. And he got out to this hot start where you're like, all right, maybe you put all that behind him. And then now everything's kind of caught up to him. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting because Miami does not have a first-round pick. They had to forfeit theirs in all that investigation. Mm -hmm. So if you were looking to give something to... The uh, the the Saints for yeah. Sean Payton it might be tough. And they had to give up a lot to get Tyree Kill. That is know, true. That. Not that I mean he's been great, but they had to give up a lot for him. Panthers Saints. Panthers need a head coach. I know they didn't win the division, but Steve Wilkes has done a hell of a job. But it just doesn't feel like you can turn around and be like, hey, we had Matt Rule. Guy got everybody excited. We know it didn't work. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Steve Wilkes as your next head coach. No pizzazz. No, he did better than I think anybody expected when he took over, but it's not. He probably needed to either win the division or win an extra game or two for them to be like, all right, we're going to keep you. And whether that's the right decision or not, but uh, he'll probably be a coordinator somewhere else. I would think so. And I think the Saints situation is relatively calm, although. They need a long-term answer at quarterback. Yeah, they do. And also, Dennis Allen was, when they hired him, this was his first year. You're like, how many years is he going to be the head coach there? Like, I don't know. Like, it was less of a seat filler than Lovey Smith was, but it still didn't feel like, oh, he's going to be the guy for the next decade. Like, yeah, I don't get that and the Saints are a cap mess. So, let's say Peyton tried to force his way back into being the head coach there. I don't even know how they would go about getting Tom Brady on the roster Mm. because Brady is going to be a free agent after this year. Uh, Brown Steelers, everything feels pretty secure there all the way around, including, you know, they're not, the Browns ain't getting rid of Kevin Stefanski yet. No, yeah, because this was sort of a lost season for them anyway. The front office invested all that into Deshaun Watson. They were willing to play Jacoby Brissett for a bunch of games. So next year will be the real test for Stefanski because he's been good, he's been bad, he's been in the middle. So next year, full year of Watson, 
if they don't make the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if that's it for Stefanski. Agreed. And it looks like uh, Jadavion Clowney will be uh, done there in Cleveland as mm-hmm. well. He's just a knucklehead of uh, epic proportions. A lot of the buzz has been around the Broncos. Now, the Broncos are going to host the Chargers in a game that really doesn't mean much for either team very much. For the Chargers, it's more of the seeding in yeah, the Yeah, they AFC. give you the five seed, which I think is important only because you get the Jaguars instead of the Bengals. That's fair. So, yeah, you want to they want to win. And then the Broncos, they're wow. apparently already kicking the tires on Sean Payton. I wonder when they give Jim Harbaugh the interview. Yeah, and I wonder how appealing that job is. Like, do, do those guys, especially if it's an offensive guy, do they look at Russell Wilson as like, oh, I can fix that, or they're like, oh, crap. Like, he went from being great to being awful overnight, like which is amazing. It's not like you're going into Jacksonville like Doug Peterson did, where right. like Trevor Lawrence had, all right, he had one bad rookie year, but he had bad coaches. We'll turn him around. It's like Russell Wilson had a Hall of Fame career and then turned into one of the five worst quarterbacks in the league. Is there is there something that one of these guys can do to turn that around? And does Harbaugh, who ran an offense that was similar to what Baltimore did with a guy like Lamar Jackson, if, say, Harbaugh gets interested, because let's remember, the people who own the Broncos have Walmart money. That doesn't run out. Uh, no. So if you want to go spend money, it's an ownership that would be motivated to do so. Does Harbaugh look at Russell Wilson and say, yeah, he's older, but if I do what I did with Kaepernick, you know, limit oh, the throws, yeah. use him running a little bit. I might, you know, he might be able to kind of piece it together. Yeah, possible. But the Broncos, in terms of job opening, I'm with you on Russell Wilson. It's kind of like, ah, tread lightly. But that's there's there's a lot of good there, especially yeah. motivated owners. Uh, Giants and the Eagles, it's much more about playoff seating for oh, Philadelphia. Everybody they, there seems secure, except maybe Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah, the quarterback, I could see them wanting to upgrade from there, but they're in a situation where you're like, all right, worst case scenario, you have Brian Dayball working with them for a year too, right? Like Brian Dayball has been the guy. He's the shining example because he turned Josh Allen into a, oh, is this guy going to be a bust into he's no, he's maybe the best player in football. Like that's insane. So Dayball gives you that out. And that's why just as an aside, like I, I still wonder why Kyle Shanahan, his offense has proved that he can take average quarterbacks and make them really, really good. Mm-hmm. I still don't get the Trey Lance deal for them. I get it for other teams. Right. But if you have Shanahan, he's taken Brock Purdy maybe to the number one overall seed. And got to an NFC title game and a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. right. So I feel like Dayball's in a similar boat where, like, you probably don't need to spend $50 million on a quarterback if you're Dayball. Now, you don't want a trash box either. But you figure you you can take the Kirk Cousins and the Matt Ryans and guys like that and really make them shine. And yet San Francisco went completely counter that when they made that trade two years ago. And there's still rumblings of Brady in San Francisco as well. Yeah. By the way, Brady, Giants, maybe a little match there. Dayball, hey. There, there could be. Young, I can go sign a wide receiver. I was going to say, they need some receivers. Right. I don't think Brady wants to play with whatever that group but is. But bring back Saquon, yep. draft some more running yep. backs, go get a wide receiver, fix mm-hmm. the O-line. I don't know. I just wonder about the connections there. Uh, Seattle and the Rams. Seattle wins. We know they can be in the postseason. The Rams, however, um, apparently their head coach for a second year in Sean McVay is going to take some time to clear his head before figuring out what he wants to do. This one's really weird to me because, all right, you had a bad year. You had a ton of injuries. You're coming off a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. Like, get get back out there next year. You should you should be pretty good. And now it's like, oh, his status is un- uncertain. 
you know, one losing season and the guy might pull the plug on it. Like, it's just very weird. She leaves. What do they do? I don't, I don't know. know if there's anybody on. Well, I know. Yeah, because their staff is now coaching all around the league. Uh, Liam well, Raheem Cohen. Morris, Liam Cohen, I think, is going back to Kentucky to be the OC, oh, if I'm is. not mistaken, okay. I think. Right. Uh, Raheem, yeah, Morris Raheem Morris is on that staff. I think he might be the guy that they might turn to. That'd be very Todd Bowles-like. We would then see the Rams in a... In a Yikes. Yeah, I don't know what they did. Dicey situation. Yeah. And then the Seahawks, it's kind of kumbaya. Really, the question with Seattle coaching-wise is, will Pete stay for another year? Yeah, Pete stay for another year, which you kind of feel like he will. And then they have to sign Geno Smith because he's also a free agent. And he Good just, point. Perfect timing for him to have his contract come up. Unbelievable. <laughs> guy, guy that might get $20 out. million. Yeah, Crazy. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals are at the 49ers. We know that the 49ers need to play, try to win to get the number one seed. They'll be keeping an eye on that Giants and Eagles uh, situation. Is there upheaval in Arizona when they lose to the 49ers and end up with a four-win season? Uh, It's wild, isn't it? I mean, I don't know what... I'm, I almost think they have to ride it out for another year unless the owner says, I got a lot of money, which I don't know if the Bidwills do. Let me just write a check to get rid of this coach and try to make Kyler happy. See, I think because they improved each of his first three years, I probably keep him and you also gave him that big extension so i probably keep him for one year but he is probably the number one guy that is a candidate to get canned in season next year no question like just see what the operation looks like not that they have to be eight no but let's see are are they functional are they good team is the offense making strides the qb coming off the field saying (laughs) we're f schematically first loss or outburst you're out of here (laughs) like no but like i think he deserves at least another chance i know he's not a perfect coach but you can't ignore the results and he was a playoff team a year ago so i'm not and then again with all these teams, when you're talking about either changing quarterback or changing coach, it's easy to say "see you later." But like, who are you getting? Right. And if you're getting, if you're getting Steve Wilkes or Lovey Smith or some of these guys, like, then you probably should have just kept the guy you had. And you're also saying to your egomaniac quarterback, "Yeah, you won that one. You're now in control," which might be devastating to them. Cowboys are at the Washington Commanders. Cowboys are set in stone. We know that. What happens in Washington? Seven, eight, and one. They're kissing their sister again. I like Ron Rivera. He is he's the only adult in that organization, it seems like, at the upper levels. But how did they yeah. break through? Well, they gave him a ton of uh power. And like he was in charge of the committee to change the name of the team. Like he is so high up there now. Although I feel like he should lose his job solely for not understanding last week that his team was eliminated from the playoffs. That's <laughs> that in, that's true. wild. It is true. Think about it. Like every single person that listens to the radio knows all of the playoff scenarios and what your team needs to do. He's the coach of the team yep. and didn't realize he could be eliminated that day. He was told by one of the reporters that your team is eliminated. He's like, wait, we could be eliminated today? And that was real. He wasn't joking. Like so, maybe he has too much responsibility in Washington. He can't even figure out what the what the, you know the the standings look like. Should feel like they kick him upstairs if anything. Yeah, like, like let's keep him in the organization, yeah. but let's make the transition on the field. Yeah, you don't want to embarrass the guy or anything like that. But going into this weekend, they've lost three straight, so they were in the mix for a playoff spot for a while. Yep. And teams like Detroit and Green Bay, they kind of pushed up. Washington slid down. Obviously, their quarterback situation is kind of a mess too. But yeah, I don't think. I don't think Rivera's the answer for them. And then Lions Packers feels like everybody there is pretty secure all the way around. Yeah, Packers kind of saved it. I think there would have been questions if it wasn't for this late Agreed. push, you know, because the expectation is always going to be high with Aaron Rodgers uh, and LaFleur there. But Campbell 
two months ago, I would have been like, oh, this is a fun last ride for Campbell. But no, he'll definitely be back. And then with the Raiders, it feels like Josh McDaniels is okay. The question becomes, what does he do at quarterback? Who the hell will their quarterback be? Well, you know, there were uh, there were rumblings out in uh, Vegas that Dana White was meeting with people. Oh, boy. So well, what's he doing? Who's he brokering yikes. deals for this time around? McDaniels wasn't with Dana White that night, was he? I don't think so. I think there were uh, other people that, in an organization here back east that maybe Dana White knows and has relationships <laughs> with or whatever. Uh, so uh, it, a lot of intrigue around the league in a lot of different ways and definitely job status ties into it and hell just in some of the teams that we talked about i could see jimmy garoppolo fitting in three or four different situations yeah the jets the raiders i'll tell you what if the titans who think hey we're okay we just need something at quarterback yeah i don't know if they would sniff around jimmy garoppolo as well like These these free agent quarterbacks are going to get a uh, a ton of run this offseason. And we will wrap it up and send it off to football all day here on WEEI next on WEEI Football Sunday. We are right back to WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. Apparently on Fox, you had Sean Payton, who was asked about whether he will be back or not. Uh, He said he put it at a seven that he'll be back at Fox. Apparently, Sean Payton said Hmm. ownership and front office matters most, even before city and having a quarterback. Interesting. That's his pecking order. See, I'd go the other way. (laughs) Well, you know what that says is, hey, Denver, please hire me. Because they have brand new ownership with Walmart money. Yes. Doesn't run out. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who is really running the... Uh, is so it George Payton, I think it is? He or said something? City's more important? Than, uh, no, no, no. He oh, said no, City. City and quarterback. It, it's oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Ownership yeah. and front office more important than yeah. City and quarterback, according to him. All right, well, maybe he'll be the Patriots next head coach. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Kraft's like, let me put him on the short list <laughs> yeah, for whenever uh, whenever I ultimately uh, have the opportunity to kind of pick my mm-hmm. guy. Uh, yeah, so uh, really nothing else. Uh, Bill Belichick is wearing the uh, Love for DeMar shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently he's got the big old Patriots zip up on, and I guess when he met with McDermott in midfield, they kind of showed him shaking hands. I guess Bill was either... He was either zipping it back up to show that he had the shirt on or whatever, and those guys apparently had a uh, a moment there before kickoff. And, of course, right. we got football all day long here on uh, WEEI, but what is today's final score in Buffalo? It is 35-10 to 10 Bills. <laughs> yeah. How quickly <clears throat> does it get tilted? I think right away. Really? Yeah, yeah. So think, you're think, expecting right the first quarter ride yeah. the emotion, put up two scores, go up 14 to whatever. Yeah, and- I think normally when the Patriots win the coin toss, they defer. I would suggest not doing that this time. I'm with you. Because I think there's gonna, it's going to be 7 nothing. Plays are going to be going crazy, and they're just going <clears> to <throat> ride that wave. Take the ball. Yep. If you win the toss, take the ball, take the ball yep. and try to put 7 on the board just yep. to, if anything, calm that place down That's a little bit. That's kind of what I think. You think there's a chance it's close? I may no. I think Probably ultimately not. they kind of pull away. I just don't know if the Patriots can... 
Like for TV earlier this week, before mm. all the DeMar Hamlin mm. stuff later in the week, I was Patriots win 24-23 because I didn't know if the Bills would be there. Now I know the Bills are going to be there, yeah. and how how can they? Maybe the Patriots can keep it to like a 10-point victory, but that might be about it. Yeah, see, I feel like if they keep it close, that would be the scenario like, Maybe they pull off the upset. It's either that or the other thing. I think Fitzy was on with me during the week, and he felt similar where it's like Bills by a million or somehow the Patriots pull it off. Only and win because, by like one or two yeah, or they, something crazy. Right, because yeah. maybe, the, maybe the Bills do go out to this hot start, and then it's just it's still so emotional to them, so raw. But I really don't think so. If the game was in New England, maybe you give them a little bit more of a chance. But the fact that it's there in Buffalo, any kind of lull, I think the Bills fans will just kind of push them back towards you know, yeah, clicking again. kind of uh, feels that way. Good job by Jackson. We're handing it off to football. This is it for WEEI Football Sunday. If the Patriots are playing next week, we'll be here. If not, then uh, we'll see you at the uh, we'll see you at the beginning of uh, next season. Catch me tonight on the uh, Grest Show on CBS Sports Radio and talk all the football until 2 a.m. Enjoy the games today, and we'll maybe see you next week. Friday. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England Sports. Sports Original.